morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Thursday, March the 16th, the day after the Federal Reserve meeting. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I welcome all of you, wherever you may be listening, in your cars, in your homes, in your cubicle. It really doesn't matter. All you podcasters that tune in in the middle of the night, welcome. Thank you so much for all of the support and all that you do. So many different ways now to stay in the know. Right between our Facebook page, make sure you you like us on Facebook. We just completed our our first competition. Uh, just so you know, and I've been saying this all week, we are going to be using Facebook more and more. So make sure you get out there and friend us on Facebook. If you go out to our website at allamericangold.com, right under where the spot prices are, you got our little Facebook link. You know, click it. You know what to do. I don't need to tell you. Yesterday morning ended the guess the price of silver by the close of Friday. You had to have your answer submitted by 10 a.m. yesterday, and the vast majority of you guessed a number that was going to be higher, and it looks like you're all going to be right. Uh, After the Federal Reserve raised rates yesterday, gold and silver took off. Again, holding true to the pattern. You know, all I can do is point them out. Right? I, I just point out the pattern. Whether or not you act on that, that's up to you. Uh, we'll talk about that, why it happened, what Janet Yellen said, what Janet Yellen didn't say. Right? Follow us on Twitter, at Patriot Trading one Right above where you follow us, I know so many ways though. I, it takes a whole the whole intro just to tell you all the ways to follow us. Uh, right above where our podcast is, you'll see our little Twitter deal at Patriot Training One. Follow us there, retweet it, get it going, get it, get the word out. If you were on Twitter this morning, you 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 saw that. Another state now joining Arizona and and wanting tax-exempt status for precious metals. This time, Idaho joined the mix, and it's just growing. It really is. Every time you hear the Federal Reserve talk, you just see people starting to cringe. And you kind of start to think that people are starting to wake up to what really is happening and what they're really about. Today, I'm going to go through pretty much the whole list. All of these bankers, well, I guess, I don't know, you can't even really call them bankers. Most of them are just academics. And what they feel about the money you, you, all of us, we work hard for it. I work hard for it. You all work hard for it. And how they feel about that. And you know, the funny thing is, a lot of people don't want to understand. They don't want to know. They want to think, I'm lying. They don't want to believe what the real reality is. Because you know what? Let's face it. Living in make-believe is just a lot better. 
don't we all wish we could just live in make-believe? I mean, if we all lived in make-believe, we'd all be on some beach somewhere, right? It'd be a beautiful day out, the waves, right? There'd be no bugs and no seaweed. <laughs> Dolphins and whales would be flying by, right, and jumping through, and there'd be unicorns running around. It'd be great. Right? Money, no problems. Right? You, you just, whatever you want, you had. That's what make-believe is. Unfortunately, at the end of the day, at the end of the month, you need to live in reality. And this is where we come in. The reason, you know, really think about why it is that all of these states, you know, you think about it, now Idaho, right? We know Utah's done measures, Arizona's done them, Texas, and really it's growing rapidly of why they want an alternative to fiat money. Because they know. They know what's happening. And you need to take the time and get wealth insurance. It's just simply what it is. Everybody should have it. It's almost like, right, car insurance. Right, health insurance, life insurance, mortgage insurance. Wealth insurance. Gold and silver, that's what we do, and we just do it better than anybody. 800-951-0592, that is our toll-free number. And it really doesn't matter. You want to roll over an IRA? We can help you. You want to join our medals program? We can help you. You just want to put a product away? We can help you. Just give us a call, 800-951-0592, when we get back. We're going to talk about the rate hike decision and why it was that most of the market acted like they actually cut rates and really what it means for all of us and and where they see the real world and the fake world economies going. It's going to be a fantastic show. And then, of course, I'll tell you what all the Fed governors think about your fiat money. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dot. Buttering that biscuit. Patriot Radio News Hour. 800-951-0592. Continuing the pattern where gold rises after rate hikes. Twice now going out and hitting new highs. I imagine we'll do it again. We should hit a a new high for 2017 uh, based upon what has happened. Uh, Those of you that don't know, gold's up almost $30 from the close yesterday, uh, just under $1,230 to the ounce, $1,229, up $28 and change. Silver's up almost 50 cents, uh, $71.35, as Janet Yellen and the Federal Reserve hiked interest rates a quarter of a point yesterday. And the thing that was so fascinating was the press conference Afterwards, And, you know, this has really turned into, it's almost like WWE, right? This whole 
scripted out thing that the Federal Reserve has become. You know, they have eight meetings a year. Four of them don't have a press conference, and it's all—it's like a foregone conclusion. Well, you don't do anything at those meetings. So that leaves you four meetings where you can do something because then they can come out and tell us why it is they did what they did. Or so the logic goes. And really what it is is theater. And what Janet Yellen said yesterday really got the market you know, elated and upset all at the same time. And the thing that she said, she made two comments that were very, very telling. And exactly how the Federal Reserve views things. Talking about real and fake. Real economy, real economic data, and then the, what I'll call the fake economy and economic data. And what Janet Yellen said was, well, the, the fake data, right? The, the data that goes into our economic model. We have a simple message, she said. The simple message is the economy is doing well. That was her quote. The economy is doing well. We have confidence in the robustness of the economy and its resilience to shocks. It has performed well over the past several years. Everybody knows this is the worst economic, quote-unquote, recovery in the history of the United States. That is a fact. I'm not making that up. That's a fact. Remember Barack Obama, the first president ever not to have GDP growth of at least 3% at least once. Matter of fact, the Federal Reserve's own GDP tracker, we talk about the Atlanta Fed and their data, it's now down to nine-tenths of a percent. <laughs> a month ago, it was at two and a half. It's down to nine-tenths for the first quarter. Again, not making that up. And then she addressed the real data. And, and really, she had a very telling comment. And this is really what got gold running. This is what got gold on the move. The data has not noticeably strengthened. In other words, Janet Yellen said, yeah, we raised rates even though the real data isn't stronger. The fake data is stronger, but the real data is not. And, of course, that, that really got gold running. That really got silver running. Uh, the Dow even rallied. The Dow's down today, but it rallied yesterday. The bond market uh, sold off yesterday. But one of the other things that was shocking in the meeting has to do 
your money. And this is kind of the follow-through, why we've seen the follow-through in gold and silver today. One of the things that people have been talking about, me included, especially me, is costs are rising. Real wages are falling. Those are facts. And they're falling because costs are rising faster than wages. You know, some people like to say that's inflation. Of course, that's not inflation. You know, it's one of the symptoms of it. But there's a a dichotomy building between Wall Street economists and the Federal Reserve over the outlook for inflation. Now, let's remember what inflation is. Right? Inflation, right, is is caused by excess printing of money. That's what inflation is. Right? We printed all of this money. The effect of printing all of that money is the money becomes less valuable. Right, a, a really simplistic way of looking at it is, I don't know, take Apple. If you had a million bushels of apples, and that was on the market, and the next day there was 1.1 million, and the day after that 1.2 and 1.5, and then it got to 2 million, then it got to 3 million, and all of a sudden you got 5 million apples on the market. What do you think would happen to the price? Because you have all of those apples, the price would go down, right? Well, it works the opposite when it goes to your money. Well, it actually kind of works the same. They, they printed so much of this money, now you need more and more, what, dollars to buy the exact same thing. And this is what is happening. And you start thinking about it, and you think about all the quantitative easy. You think about the trillions of dollars on the balance sheets of all these central banks. Trillions. They just made it up. Then you think about why Why did they bring interest rates down? They want you to borrow. Because when you borrow, they get to create money through loans, right? That's the creation process. And they've blown this huge, huge debt bubble through all of the low-rate environments. And now all of a sudden, everything is costing more. And you know what? Now they're adding to it by raising rates. Inflation pressures are rising, yet the Federal Reserve, and Janet Yellen reiterated this yesterday, doesn't see it. Matter of fact, they reiterated yesterday their inflation target has not changed. They don't expect to see 2% inflation in 2017, 2018, or 2019, even though the real data already says it's here. 
The Labor Department reported yesterday morning, before Janet Yellen gave her little spiel, that headline consumer prices was up 2.7% in the past year. That's well above the 2% number. The fastest pace in 12 months. Matter of fact, the fastest pace since 2012. The Fed targets a different measure, however, and therefore pretends that it's not happening. Right, And this is part of the problem. Right, the Federal Reserve, just simply when they don't like the data, will say, ah, we don't like that data point, let's use a, a different one. So then I decided, I wonder where they all stand on it. Because let's, let's be clear about what inflation means for you. When they say they want 2% inflation, and, this, and they said it over and over and over again. Matter of fact, credit Ben Bernanke, they call it inflation targeting. Doesn't that sound good? We're targeting it. Yes. Like any good hunter, we want to make sure we've got the target in our sight. And for right now, their inflation target is 2%. Now, for most people, you would say, okay, it could be worse, right? 2%, you know, isn't horrible. Of course, that just means what? Your your money buys 2% less every year. What buys $100 today will buy $98 next year. See what I'm saying? You're going to get two less dollars worth of stuff every year. You think about it 20 years later, right? You'd have $40 less of stuff. And the funny thing is, is most people want to believe that you take all factors into consideration. Just think about when you pay your bills every month, right? You pay your mortgage, you pay your your car payment, you pay your car insurance, yeah, maybe, you know, if you're a self-employed person, you pay your health care, right? You pay your TV bill, you pay your electric bill, your sewer and water bill, your HOA bill, right? You know, and you just start there, you know, they just add up the cell phone bill, right? How can I miss that one, right? The cell phone bill, right? You pay your bills and pay your bills, you pay your bills, you go to the supermarket, you, you buy your groceries, you go to the gas station, you put the gas in the car, if you had to buy an, uh, uh, an airline flight, whatever it may be. I mean, you kind of think about all the things you spend your money on day in and day out. You go to the movies. Maybe you went to Disneyland. Whew, you talk about expenses. And you would say, okay, well, if everything in total I did only cost 2%, you know, okay, that's not terrible. But that's not how they do it. Most of the stuff that you have to pay, they don't count. Your company, you know, your state raised your electric bill, right? You know, gave them, at least here in Arizona, I don't know how all states are, they got to go and get permission. They don't count any of that stuff. Matter of fact, over
over the last almost 40 years, they've gone into their little academic world and rationalized in their own minds. Nah, you know, people really don't need to do that. Or if they did, they'll they'll just buy something else, and we won't count it. And you know what? Disney got better. They added more rides, so uh, we won't count that. And, and these cars today, you know, they're better. So we won't count that it costs more. You know, and kind of pretending that as we've evolved, that things haven't, you know, like things in the 1800s, in, in fact, that they weren't better in the 1900s. Of course they were. Right? The, the cart was better. The house was better. Everything was better. But nowadays, it's different. I'm going to tell you what they want to do next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Donald Trump won the presidency fair and square, but there's a well-funded movement to resist his victory and defy the new president's authority over the executive branch of our government. One federal judge who sits nearly 3,000 miles away in the other Washington has raised the stakes by ordering federal bureaucrats to disobey a lawful order by President Trump. Judge James L. Robart's reckless ruling shocked legal scholars because in so many previous decisions, courts have recognized the president's power to keep aliens out of the United States. If taken literally, the judge's ruling gives everyone in the world the right to sue in our courts for the right to enter and remain in our country. Just cannot believe a judge would put our country in such peril, Trump tweeted from Mar-a-Lago. If something happens, blame him and the court system. People are pouring in. A few minutes later, he tweeted again, I have instructed Homeland Security to check people coming into our country very carefully. The courts are making the job very difficult. What is our country coming to when a judge can halt a Homeland Security travel ban and anyone, even with bad intentions, can come into the U.S., read another Trump tweet. When a country is no longer able to say who can and who cannot come in and out, especially for reasons of safety and security, big trouble. Well, in the most offensive part of his ruling, the judge accepted the crazy argument that Washington state has the right to protect its own residents, not citizens, against the legitimate enforcement of federal law. The Supreme Court rejected that idea in the 1960s when South Carolina tried to escape the Federal Voting Rights Act, and it should do so again in this case. While the president's executive order works its way through the courts, the Syrian-born mayor of Prospect Park, New Jersey, signed his own executive order that prohibits the use of any borough funds or resources to assist in the enforcement of federal immigration law. The defiant refugee from Aleppo proves the truth of Ann Coulter's recent comment. We let in one ethnic group out of compassion, then they form an ethnic power block to demand that all their fellow countrymen be let in too. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped? Or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? To share your viewpoint on never-elected supremacist judges, go to pseagles.com and join the blog conversation. That's pseagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
like, no, sir. Yes. So why are so many states now trying to exempt gold and silver from capital gains taxes? This may help. I'm going to go through the list of where these central bankers stand when it comes to your money. Let's start right at the top, Janet Yellen. The economy has essentially met the employment portion of our mandate. For those of you that don't know, the Federal Reserve only had one mandate when it was created in 1913. Price stability. They've utterly failed. But that was their mandate. In the 70s, they added the employment mandate which they created, and when they got that mandate, just think how quickly they acted. Within 10 years of getting that mandate, they started changing how they calculated unemployment. (laughs) And I'm laughing because this is all they've done. Well, you know, just because a person wants to work full-time but only can get a part-time job, we don't believe that that should count even though we had been counting it that way forever. We don't believe that a person who wants a job but is applied everywhere and couldn't get hired should be counted. We don't believe a person who runs out of unemployment benefits should be counted. Just stop counting people. Then I guess they've achieved their mandate. Now, if you go back, to the day that they received that mandate in the 70s, the actual unemployment rate today is still over 9%. So, put it mildly and simply for all of you to understand, they've achieved their mandate with fake data. They haven't achieved the mandate with real data. And this is the problem that's happening. Let's go on to the rest of it. And inflation, she said, it's moving closer to our 2% objective. So they've now determined that they want price stability to be, well, it's just stability less, right? We want stability that every year, it's just to be a little less. You know, that's, our, that's what we're going to call stability, right? Where most of us would say, hey, if it's stable, right, it's flat. That's not the Fed. Now, somehow through academics, stable really means just a grad, it's gradually rising. Our individual projections. Okay, so she, she acknowledges all of them have their own little way of doing things. For the appropriate path for the federal funds rate reflects economic forecast, and I'm highlighting that word for a reason, that generally envision that economic activity will expand at a moderate pace in the coming years. 
So let's think about some of the words she used. Economic forecast. She could have said, well, economic, real economic data, but she didn't because she knows the real economic data doesn't support the forecast. Then she says, generally envisioned. Well, you know, we'd like to think that in the future that we're all going to be on a beach and life's going to be lovely. You know, in, in every one of these Fed statements, this is what you hear. And, of course, they use this word moderate, moderate pace, which that's another word for crappy. You know, if we're going to just be real, yeah, it's going to stay at this crappy pace. Labor market conditions will strengthen somewhat further. And inflation will be at or near 2% in the medium term. In other words, we don't see any inflation. At least not the way we count. See, if you use the way we count it, there's never any inflation. Her vice chairman, Stanley Fisher, he's the number two guy. We have a target of 2% inflation. We're headed in that direction, he said. Very high inflation, which, of course, we will do what we have to prevent, could complicate the situation. So at least he's acknowledging, yeah, it could. But then he says, but we're not there by any means. In other words, it's fine. To almost, you know what, here's what, I, this is my interpretation. He acknowledges that real inflation is much higher. But, you know, we've got our fake number, so don't worry. Lael Bernard, most recently, we are seeing, seeing welcoming signs of progress on the second leg of our dual mandate after a period of shortfalls from our target of 2% inflation. This is how they view the world. We're seeing welcoming signs. Isn't it great? Your money's worth less today. Oh, my God, thank you. Thank you so much. We should all celebrate this. Think about how hard you work every day. And these, these, you know, highly educated, right, academics who've never had to go out in the real world a day in their life are talking about the welcoming sign that your money is going to be worth less. She's not happy, though, because you know what she said? But our core inflation, our fake our, our fake data number, it's still well below our 2%. And it's been that way, she said, for almost eight years. And we need further progress. Your money's got to devalue faster. I'm not happy. How about Fed Governor Powell, Jerome Powell? Overall, inflation seems to be on track to reach the 2% objective over the next couple of years. Where do these people live that they don't think it's happened? How about
about Boston Fed President Eric Rosengren? Over the next year or two, I expect inflation to gradually return to the 2% target. We're going to finish with the rest of the Fed governors when we get back. Average price of a new home at a record high. Average price of an existing home at a record high. Average price of a new car at a record high. Average cost of health care at a record high. The stock market at a record high. Right? You start saying, and yet, no, so far, nobody that we've gone at the Federal Reserve sees any inflation. None of them. New York Fed President William Dudley, by the way, he's a voting member. Inflation has actually drifted up a little bit. <laughs> All right. Hey, are, the first one, at least, that's that, well, it, it, it's, it's come just, just, just a bit, just a little. But he didn't. But did it get to two percent? Nah, nah. It got. It's pretty close to two percent, but we're not there yet. How about the Philadelphia president Harker, another voting member? Remember, you know Janet Yellen gets a vote, or number two gets a vote, and then uh, you know seven of the other governors get a vote. I see inflation inflation rising to meet our target sometime early next year. You know, we're not over the target. That's for sure. No, no, no. Cleveland Fed president, what did she have to say? She doesn't get a vote. Inflation has been moving up towards our 2% goal. What great cover. I know. Let's set a goal. Let's set a target. And then let's get rid of all kinds of things that would make us be over the target. And then we'll come out and say we're not there. We're not there yet, she said. We are moving gradually back to 2%. And here's what she said. Eh, next year, year and a half, maybe a little longer. Richmond Fed President Lacker doesn't get a vote. We're close to our target. If anything, the pickup of inflation could quicken temporarily. That's about as close as any of the governors come. And he's not even a voting member of saying, hey, you know what, we we even go over. But then he threw in the word temporarily. Ah, It won't last very long. Which is probably right, because we'll probably be go right into a recession. How about Chicago Fed President Evans? He's a voter. He gets a vote. My baseline forecast is that both core and total inflation will move up to reach our 2% inflation target over the next three years. So this guy doesn't even want to acknowledge that real inflation is well over 2%. 
He's trying to act like you know the word core, which they like to use in total. He's acting like even the total's not there. And this is why you're seeing this huge rally, by the way. I'm pointing out to you. And remember, these guys never see anything. They never see it. They didn't see any crash come in. Not once. Neil Kashkari, Minneapolis. He's a voter. There are some signs. There's just some. There's, there's some signs. Not, not that many. There are some signs of, of inflation slowly building towards our target. It isn't happening rapidly. And expectations for inflation appeared to be well anchored. Yeah, nah, nothing's happening. Kansas City, non-voter. Inflation has been running at rates consistent with price stability. See? And the near-term long-run goals of 2% seem to be, well, just fine. Right? Not, not really seeing too much movement. Dallas Federal Reserve, they get a vote this year. This is the last of the voters. The headline inflation rate should reach the Fed's 2% objective in the medium term. I'm not even going to give you a number. I'm just, you know, medium. How do you like your steak? I like it medium. You know, not medium rare, not well, but medium. And the last but not least, the San Francisco Fed talks about the 2% rate. They said that downward inflationary pressures have been fading. So I guess we're not going to get deflation. And uh, we're moving in the right direction towards 2%. And these are the people that are in charge of your money. I know you think you're in charge of it. You're not. We like to think we are, but we're not. And you sit there and you think to yourself, how is this possible? I mean, that was a lot of people. They all have the exact same opinion. Are you kidding me? And this is the problem, and this is what we're talking about. They've stuffed the whole thing with what? A bunch of yes men and women. Right? We all believe the same thing. We all believe the economic data. And then really we don't believe I just miss We all believe the economic models. We don't believe the economic data. Why do you think we changed all the data? We changed the the employment data so we can say we reached our mandate even though we know we didn't. We changed the inflation data so we can pretend that we have price stability, even though we know we don't. And we let it go on. Some people are starting to smarten up. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment when we get back. Final segment on a Thursday. You think about their economic models and based on what they say standard of living in America is rising but it's not matter of fact they're now saying this will be the first time in history of this country that will live worse 
than our parents. And you think about what the Fed economic models did. They lowered your standard of living without calling it inflation. By simply not counting it. And your real wages can't even keep up with the fake inflation. And you start to wonder, and and really what has Wall Street, and, and, and well, Wall Street, like I said, down today, but what has gold and silver running is we're getting these rate hikes that really are more of a, hey, we don't actually think the economy's doing any better. <laughs> but we're hoping that we can raise rates and not have it be any worse. I mean, that's really the situation that they're in. And the thing that worries me the most is how could all of these people, and you think about it, they all are, are in different parts of the country. None of them? Not one? Not even one? Hey, you know what? Uh, inflation target running, is running above target. At least in my part of the, I mean, at least in my neck of the woods, we're above target. Not one. Matter of fact, pretty much all of them said, eh, we're not even there yet. If they weren't there yet, then why would they be raising rates? And I think this is what everybody's kind of wondering to themselves. And you start thinking about the effect that it's going to have and, and the fact that we know that these people have yet to see a single thing coming, right? They didn't see the crash of 86 coming. They didn't see the the tech bubble coming, right? They didn't see the housing bubble. They didn't see the financial crisis. I mean, they don't see anything, right? They always see the exact same thing. We expect the economy to continue to perform at some form, and they'll use moderate or modest pace, right? Always the same. Right? Because we wrote these economic models, and then we stripped out all the real data, and the economic model always comes out to where it's always the same. See? Problem solved. It's brilliant. It's not reality. Today, U.S. 20 dollar gold pieces 1320 if you buy 20 or more 1300 at 800 951 golds up uh almost $29 and 50 cents Silver's up 44 cents, 13 dollars 33 cents. Our toll-free number 800-951-0592. Protect yourself. Get yourself some wealth insurance because the people that are in charge, they can't see anything. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care. Have a great Thursday. 